The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Oh, hi, Bob here. I'm ready to have the rest of the week off, quite honestly. Uh, by the way, I'm live, not pre-recorded. We're doing this live now. Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. I'm not always going to say it like that, though. Okay, so Biff is gaslighting uh, everyone and uh, creating all kinds of institutional damage, so we all need a way to blow off steam, right? Wrong. If you're like me and you need to channel your panic and hatred into something besides day drinking, <laughs> who wrote this shit? Pick up Bubble Genius's political voodoo doll in the shape and likeness of the cartoon dictator. This item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now. Only $25 from Bubble Genius, but use our promo code BOBC for 15% off your entire order only from BubbleGenius.com. Okay, on today's show, Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment is here today. Uh, Roseanne is indeed nuts and quite racist. We're going to talk about that today. Donald Trump thinks Mueller is going to rig the election for the Democrats somehow. And the U.S. government lost 1,500 immigrant children, some of whom were handed over to human traffickers. In other words, it's a wonderful and uplifting kickoff to summer 2018, isn't it? Wrong. All that more coming up, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I have so many properties and so many businesses, incredible businesses. And one of the incredible businesses I have, you know, Chris, I happen to have it with me right here. It's something called Trump Foie Gras. Look at this, just incredible. So it looks like a tuna can. Good camera on that. This is the highest. Two cameras on it. This is the highest quality foie gras made for my own liver. And I have Ivanka shove a tube down my throat and force feed me grain every Thursday. <laughs> this is starting to feel like an infomercial. And I'm comfortable with that. I like it. I think that's good television. Let's keep going. Trump foie gras is the highest quality. I mean, it's my liver and I have the best liver. I have incredible bioproduction. Where would I get it? I mean, this just seems like something you have to get for a fancy market, like supermarket out of the Hamptons or something. It's currently a Available at Brookstones right next to the vibrating chairs. Bob Seska! Ain't shit, Bob! The Bob Seska Show! We're like the stupid people. From our nation's capital. God. Damn it! It is Tuesday, May 29, 2018, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I, of course, am Bob. How are you? How you doing? How's it going? How are you? Hello, Bob. Hi. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. We're brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. It is the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. Check out Bo on the cover of South Magazine's Power Issue, where he's listed as one of the South's greatest lawyers and uh, one of the best lawyer beards in the world. Right there. You can also find Bo at thebowenlawgroup.com or just click Bo Bowen's picture on the podcast page at bobseska.com. All right, let's bring him in. It's Buzz Burbank. TV's Buzz Burbank here. Hi. Hi, Buzz. Oh, wait, I got to turn. There you are. There's your Hi, microphone. Bob. Hi. Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. So I'm standing outside Starbucks, and they're closed, <laughs> and it looks like everybody's inside watching a movie, and, yeah. and they won't let me in to use the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I'm outside. I'm using their Wi-Fi so I can keep checking to see if Roseanne's still on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, she didn't. Uh, she didn't storm off. Well, actually, she did. She stormed off again today. She well, does that a she lot. Said, she said she did. She said that's it. I'm leaving Twitter, and then she came back and tweeted two more times, and and her page is still up. I do seriously Jesus. keep checking, even though I lied about the Starbucks thing. But lying is in these days. So <laughs> anyway, I just want to say hi to everybody and greetings from the 14th and 15th angry Democrats. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, where do we start, Buzz? Well, I mean, I, I guess right away. Did you have a good uh, Memorial Day weekend? Was that? Uh, yeah. Well, it, I mean, if you consider staying inside. And and doing paint touch-ups a good weekend, then yes. Yes, I had a superb weekend. Uh, no, it was fine. It was relaxing, uh, stress-free. We had a little uh, weather system pass by us that really didn't do anything 
for us. Uh, but uh, the 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 plan was then to stay inside, yeah. and uh, so we ended up doing those things. Uh, you, I understand, have had a little rain also. Yeah, in fact, you know, I drove up to Gettysburg on Sunday just to. I saw uh, the pic- I saw the pictures. Very nice. I'm a Civil War nerd, so I had to make a, my first sojourn. Now that I'm back on the East Coast, I had to make my first uh, sojourn up to Gettysburg. Only, uh, God, we're only like 45 minutes away. I can go there and be back by lunchtime. But I saw this T-shirt while I was there, and of course, Gettysburg yeah. can be a kind of a hub for the Confederate flag. You can kind of see sure. lots of yeah. lots uh-huh. of Confederate flags in Gettysburg. Of course, uh, of course. obviously, but just to commemorate the battle, there's no racism attached to any of that. No, not not in Gettysburg, except for. This one guy, I saw this one guy walking around with a T-shirt with a Confederate flag on it with the words right below that mm-hmm. said, because you said I can't. That yeah. to me is really represents all of Trumpism now. Yes. Uh, because it's all about trolling, right? I mean, obviously the point yes, here is he's wearing absolutely. the Confederate flag because people like you, Buzz, and people like me said that he's not allowed to do that, that he's not allowed he, to wear the Confederate yeah. flag. And, and he likes the fact that it offends us. Now, let's, let's yeah. if we can, pause right there for a moment. By the way, I've been to Gettysburg, and it's a, a fascinating place that anybody who can should see. Yeah. But uh, that being said, I I want to get to the, somehow, uh, maybe with some help, get to the root of this anger. Yeah. And and it certainly, we it manifests itself in Roseanne, mm-hmm. uh, and it manifests, manifests itself in Trump. It manifests itself in this guy where wearing the t-shirt that you yeah. just described. Yeah. There is this anger I cannot quite put my finger on that makes them eager. And uh, especially I, I can speak, I can't speak for the guy in the t-shirt, although I can guess, but I can speak for Roseanne and Trump when I say uh, that they embrace these conspiracy theories uh, together and they, they do it gleefully. And these are, uh, they, they put forth theories that are provably wrong. Yeah, exactly. And yet they continue to do it. Where does that anger come from? What specifically makes them want to hurt people? And we'll be talking more, I'm sure, about how how we're hurting people these days. But yeah. what? where does this anger and this desire to offend and hurt other people come from? Why is that necessary? I don't get it. They, they feel like, and this is just my best guess, because I have no, ultimately I have no idea. I think part of it's trolling. I think part of it, they just get off on making other people upset for some reason. But it's why? Just the, why, is that in, why is that in vogue? Why so much now? Yeah. I mean, uh, Trump has certainly fostered it, but it was there before Trump. It's really such a great question and something that, that I think some people have delved into I've delved delved into it a little bit. We've talked about it a little bit on the show in the past, but I mean, I don't think we've ever really gotten to the the root yeah. cause. I don't think we've ever got know. to the nut of it. Yeah, I don't know that anyone ever has, but yeah. it's uh, we must find the answer because this is a real problem. You have uh, Trump, and, and I know we're going to talk about this, putting forth these lies, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, ridiculous lies. Uh, they're not just lies. They're lies based on incorrect information there mm-hmm. so even the lie itself is a lie yeah, if that yeah. makes any sense at all and people are eating <laughs> it up with a spoon and trump knows yeah. that and so he keeps feeding it to them why does that work why are people so angry that they eat that stuff up with a spoon that's what i want to know and i i don't expect you to have the answer i don't have the answer i i too have read a number of things that really have not provided the answer, but I think we need to get to the answer because this is a a widespread and growing problem. Well, what do you think? Because I think some of it, Buzz, honest to God, I think some of it, based on what I've seen, is cognitive dissonance. I think cognitive dissonance has a bigger place in all of this than we can imagine because really what we're seeing is a whole population of people, upwards of 62 million people who voted for allegedly Donald Trump in the Mm -hmm. last election. Why did they vote that way? And I think some of it has to do with just utter confusion a, a barrage of information colliding yeah, with their brain cells every it. day and, and then their own leaders the people who they uh, allegedly trust telling them things that are contradictory to what the facts are so they just don't know oh, uh, so they lash out yeah 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 contradictory just, to common sense in addition right, to the facts yeah. right they're just deeply deeply and profoundly confused people they're okay. getting now, let's get to the root of the confusion is that an education problem i mean i you you've you've cited part of it and i think you're absolutely right part of it is the barrage of news the overwhelming yeah. amount of data that working people raising children are now being expected to digest or in many cases 
choosing to ignore. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I get that to a certain extent. Do you think uh, an education or failings therein uh, have a role in that acceptance of unreasonably untrue things? I think that I think education and the lack of education specifically is the root cause. Right. I believe for a lot of the younger Trump supporters, the alt right specifically, people like Jack Posobiec and Jacob Wall and Charlie Kirk and all of those. Younger guys who never really had a civics education. I mean, hence we get things like last week's hashtag impeach Obama hashtag that was going around. Right. Uh, that just <laughs> to me shows an entire disconnect with how the entire process works, but they don't care. And right. It doesn't matter ding, to ding, them. Ding. But what yeah. we're getting a lot of, too, uh, as far as the older people go, Buzz, uh, mm. is the fact that uh, they're bombarded with this propaganda from Fox News and right. AM Talk Radio all day, not to right. mention right. Uh, political Internet, which also gives them force feeds them fake news. And in fact, in the form of Russian propaganda, a lot of times. Uh, yeah. But I mean, you know, it, it's it, it all goes back to me to the brainwashing of my dad, it, that that documentary that came out not too long ago, where this woman's father. And again, those of you just joining us probably haven't heard about this thing yet, but there was a documentary came out last year, maybe late 2016, too. And it was about this woman's father who was a Kennedy Democrat and eventually became indoctrinated because he found Fox News Channel, he found AM Talk Radio, and listened to it around the clock because culturally, the hosts of those shows speak to that older generation in a way that they uh, they feel comfortable with. And then so therefore, they're able to use that as an entree into force-feeding them all of this verifiable horseshit. And so they have to process that, and then they have to process what they know I think in a lot of cases, what they know to be factually true, and those two things conflict. And it's so this constant, everything that is factual is contradicted by what they're hearing by people they apparently trust, like Sean Hannity or Rush Limbaugh or Fox and Friends or the, and the, the gang from The and Five. Yeah. And the people they trust are the people who uh, foster and foment this anger um, you know, and and because that's what they're looking for. Yeah. Uh, Hannity is giving his viewers what they want. Uh, the viewers are going to Hannity because he serves what they want. Yeah. Uh, so that that's how that system feeds itself. You know, and John Stewart said repeatedly, and this is so true, and it needs to somebody needs to keep saying it. Yeah. One of the greatest harms to our country in recent years, in the last couple of decades has been the 24-7 news channel. Yeah. Because they aren't news channels. In yeah. those cases, they're talking heads. Uh, but And one of them just constantly lies. And that, of course, is, is Fox News. And by the way, one of the tenets of advertising, and I'll talk about this uh, this week in my newscast, is uh, repetition, or what they call in the ad business, frequency. And yeah. so by repeating this stuff over and over again, uh, it, people, even reasonable people, Bob, are more inclined to believe uh, something that they hear over and over again, even though it struck them as not likely true the first time. Yeah. But people embrace this stuff because it goes again. There, there's a general anger at government and and institutions in general. Mm -hmm. uh, Trump and the like and uh, seize upon that and uh, turn that anger toward those institutions, which I know you want to talk about. Uh, and and it's but it's it's an anger that the people were already feeling anyway. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that they would believe the untrue, to believe the comically untrue, uh, because it supports their notion of government is lousy, uh, politicians are bad. Uh, you know, everything's screwed. We hate everything. Uh, and there's this, this sort of this horrible anger. And yeah. so they they just they do they they eat this up, and we have to figure out a way to break that cycle. And if it takes a better education mm -hmm. or um, maybe a, uh, you know, maybe, I, I, a, maybe a way for people to get news without being overwhelmed by it. Yeah, there's got to, something's got to change because, uh, I mean, again, going back to the, the, the central thesis of what we're talking about here, I think there's an entire generation of people. And I think we're kind of surrounded on both ends by that, which is that they feel like they're being culturally left behind. And so every day they hear this mm -hmm. message that you are you, sir, are being culturally left behind. This is what Sean Hannity is telling his audience. And the audience is going, you know what? Fucking A, we are being He's left right. behind. Mm -hmm. But there's no justifying that, though. There's no justifying in saying that, oh, because I feel like, I personally feel like I'm being left behind. Therefore, I can... 
I can scream horrendously racist things or I can wear Confederate flags because people are telling me that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. This is not this is the lashing out of people who should know better. And I think one of one of my biggest disconnects, Buzz, in all of this is there are people who I know and respect and, and I wonder how have they allowed themselves to be led down this road mm-hmm. i thought- and even even liberals i i have a former friend who's a staunch liberal yeah. lifelong democrat uh has cnn on all the time and he's constantly angry yeah and my advice to him and this is a news guy talking <laughs> right. turn turn it off yeah don't it's not you're not supposed to leave it on all day what's the matter with you yeah it's something you turn on and uh, get caught up on something or catch a particular show but whether you're liberal or conservative turn the damn thing off mm-hmm. you know i that's that that would help i think to a large degree well you know what terrifies me is i've been observing this for quite some time now i mean i've been watching this trend build and build and build beginning i mean at least in my frame of reference beginning with george w bush and the idiocracy. I trace it to the Cl- I trace it to the Clinton administration is where this crazy anger began. But oh anyway, yeah, yeah. Right, well, the, yeah. that's that is absolutely true. The I, in yeah. fact the the Gingrich Revolution, the Republican right. Revolution that occurred in 1994, that kind of kicked it off. But they weren't necessarily tearing down institutions the way no. things are happening now. They weren't no. necessarily Just- dealing in obvious falsehoods and right but and, uh, still conspiracy theories that were proven dis, uh, yeah. proven untrue oh sure I, I'm, I'm talking specifically about the accusations made against bill clinton and hillary clinton right that were t- uh, tried and tried and tried over and over again oh, yeah. and nothing yeah. was ever found uh <laughs> you know but again repetition makes for good advertising yeah and, then uh, that, and, it, and it sells that point right and that that led us to george w bush which led us right, to right, sarah right. palin which led us right. to the tea party which led us directly yep. to to donald trump and i keep thinking you know this has been happening and and they seem to continuously win anyway and that's why i feel like as part of my job and i don't want to dig too deeply into my own psychology with (laughs) dealing with all of this shit is (laughs) because i feel like i'm constantly sandbagging against something that is going to be inevitable and that is the inevitable uh a rise of idiocracy and I, i don't see any real way i don't see any magic bullet or, or silver bullet or whatever you want to call it way to hold that back hold back that incoming tide because at least one half of the political discourse right now is okay with this crackpot leader and all of the obvious lies and just saying things in order to piss off the normals just saying things mm-hmm. to get us riled up and and it's working yeah it it is and (laughs) it certainly is and we certainly chase after it and that that happens to be the course today with the with roseanne Barr, um because that appears to be the top story even though the president of the united states himself yes uh, offered up a pretext for how he's going to discredit the midterm elections now we are how many how many days away are we from the midterm elections let's see we are 160 days Oh wow! Until the 2018 midterms, that is that is right around the corner, mm-hmm. and already the president is repeating what he said in 2016 about a mm-hmm. rigged election, and now he mm-hmm. thinks that Mueller is Robert Mueller, the special counsel investigating Donald Trump's criminal activities, is now going to somehow rig the election for the Democrats, and there are millions and millions and mm-hmm. millions of people in this country who believe what Donald Trump is saying, who say, well, yeah, obviously, obviously Mueller is going to, I don't know what, (laughs) I don't know how, I don't know how all of this works. You know, the best thing I can do, Buzz, is I try to put myself in the mindset of the other side. I try to really (laughs) put myself in those shoes and figure out where they're coming from. Is is there a drug for that? <laughs> yeah, I wish there was. I wish there was a drug to help me recover from actually trying to do that. And I guess this is my major disconnect in this entire thing. You want to talk about big picture and all of this. Mm-hmm. My disconnect with this whole thing is, why are they risking their reputation on this reality show clown? Uh, and, you know? and further, and further, Bob, if they look around themselves, <laughs> surely that they see that the house of cards is weaving a little bit. Yeah, right. Surely they see it teetering. Yeah. And yet they stay in the house thinking 
maybe we can still pull this off. Right. You know, I right. guess. I don't know what they're thinking, but they see they're on shaky ground yeah. and yet they continue. Well, here's, you know, here's an interesting way to look at this buzz. This just occurred to me. I, I read a study back uh, when Lance Armstrong was in the process of getting booted out of uh, right. cycling forever because of his doping and lying about the doping and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I read an article, I think it was in USA Today, where they did a study and they said that uh, they asked uh, anonymously, they asked Olympic athletes if they could use a performance enhancing drug that would kill them within five years, but mm -hmm. they were guaranteed a gold medal. Mm hmm. Those people, like something like 85% of those athletes said, sure, <laughs> sure, I would use yeah. that performance enhancing drug, even though it will kill me. And that leads me to think that there are some people who are just nihilists. They just don't care. They maybe, are willing maybe. to die. They are willing to go down with the ship. I think they're willing to deal with the the harm of Donald Trump in order to get what they want. We just saw yeah, the Supreme yeah. Court, for example, hand them something they want, which is uh, right, a, sort of right. a tacit upholding of this Arkansas abortion law, which we'll get to on the show today. But I mean, that's a great example. I mean, they're willing to hold their breath, hold their nose or whatever it is, whatever thing that they hold and tolerating Donald Trump and even propping him up so they can get their agenda through. And I know that's exactly right. what Paul Ryan's been up to. That's what Mitch McConnell has yeah, been up yeah, to. True. But they don't understand. It's so funny. This is a movement that started with a long-term mentality. Like, okay, we got to figure out how to mm -hmm. infiltrate politics so we eventually can worm our way into every strata of politics and they started at the low level they started uh slow they started deliberately there was a long-term plan but yet now they seem to be throwing out a long-term plan for short-term gains with this guy and i just you know i'm i'm so glad you brought up this this line of uh <laughs> well, of conversation because because i don't I don't know how we're going to get to all these things you keep promising. Yeah. Uh, you know, I still want to know about the guy with the Confederate flag T-shirt. Yeah, well, I, that's... I got, I got you off. Right. You, you may remember that from 20 or 25 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, God, I mean, one T-shirt can certainly unpack a, a lot of... It sure of, did. It a lot sure of causality did. behind what these goddamn idiots are thinking about, and, and they're just ruining everything in the name of getting their abortion laws and getting their uh, immigration laws and getting their tax cuts and so on but it's a big roll of the dice that they're taking and i know that all the rest of us are going to be tasked with many decades of cleaning up this goddamn mess but let's yeah. start let's start buzz here with what i think is the biggest story of the day which is not okay. not roseanne Agreed. But it is this, and I, I know it's not in style right now to read Trump's tweets. I know Nicole Wallace is done with the tweets. I know that Joanne Reed is done with the tweets. But I, I, I don't think you can make a policy on the tweets. I don't I think, think you can. have to roll with it. I generally ignore him. Uh, this is an exception because this is newsworthy. Please mm. proceed. Well, Trump <laughs> tweeted today, as you've all seen by now already. The 13 angry Democrats. All right, well, there's a whole thing to, to talk about when it comes to the alleged 13 angry Democrats. So right. he's, now he's adding this whole thing. This is Trump's worst branding move ever. Usually, I know. See, the, the lie right off the bat, the lie is off to a bad start. He's got the number of people wrong and the kind of people wrong yes. already. And he's, what, four or five words into the tweet. Plus, he's added an extra section to this meme using a parenthetical statement. So this is uh -huh. awful, awful branding for the guy who fancies himself a great brander. But he says right. 13 angry Democrats plus people who worked eight years for Obama. That does not roll off the tongue or necessarily fit onto a bumper <laughs> sticker. The brain. Doesn't yeah. roll off the brain. It doesn't roll off the brain, <laughs> except for his brain, which is quite addled. The 13 right. angry Democrats plus people who worked eight years for Obama working on the rigged Russia witch hunt. Now that's rigged too. Will be, here we go, in all caps. Meddling! I have to yell it. If he yes. does it in all caps, I, I gotta agree. yell it. I support that. Meddling! <laughs> With the midterm Jerry election. Lewis. Jerry Lewis. <laughs> meddling! Meddling, lady. Go for it. Meddling with the midterm elections, uh, Glavin. Especially now that Republicans stay tough are taking the lead in the polls. There was no collusion except by the Democrats. Okay, so now yeah. what, what we're suggesting here is that uh, these 13 angry Democrats, which are allegedly the people, the uh, the prosecutors who are working under Robert Mueller. There are yeah, the, the Robert Mueller and uh, 17 investigators yeah. makes 18, not 13. Right. Uh, most of them, although a few have donated to Democratic campaigns, some have donated to both. Yep. And most of the people, most of these 18 people, 
uh, are Republicans, including, of course, as we've said before, uh, Mueller and uh, not counted among them, Rod Rosenstein, uh, who is the overall boss. Exactly. So there's there's that side of it. But apparently these these prosecutors are going to somehow be. I don't know, meddling congressional I, I think elections. I understand. At, at least one interpretation I've read of this that okay. I agree with is uh, Trump believes that the fact that the investigation is continuing, mm-hmm. that the investigation, he believes that the investigation of the 2016 election will interfere with the process of the 2018 election. In other words, he feels its very existence is in itself meddling. I don't think he's predicting, and I don't uh, see any... Uh, analysis that predicts that he that or, or that says that he is predicting that Mueller will interfere. He thinks the presence of the investigation is in itself an interference in the 2018 midterms. Well, see, your mistake here, Buzz, is you've got a brain in your head. I, <laughs> well, I don't know if the red hats are thinking the same thing. Oh I no, we no, no, no. That's just for us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I think the honest to God, I think the red hats are going. Oh, yeah, sure, of course, Robert Mueller and the 13 angry Democrats are going to interfere with the election. They're totally going to meddle it and throw it to the Democrats. Of course, this is what I was talking about, eating it up with a spoon. Yeah, I mean, the people who think you can still impeach Barack Obama are obviously going to eat this up with a spoon, as you said. So If if only they would look up the word impeach. Yeah, and and by the way, the Republicans are not leading or taking the lead in the polls. That is just not happening. It's another lie. That's another another lie lie. in a series of lies in a single tweet. Yeah, so. Oh, by the way, and let me just interject here. I'm okay. sorry. I, sure. I, this, this, this is uh, pertinent. Because this is one tweet jam-packed full of lies, <laughs> uh, it is important <laughs> to note that uh, the Washington Post fact checkers uh, keep track of this. And I don't have the latest, latest numbers, but as of the first day of this month, as of the first of this month, yeah. and we should be getting another report in just a couple of days, but as of the first of this month, Trump had lied uh, 3,001 times in uh, his first, uh, what was it at that point, uh, 462 days in office, whatever it was, yeah. whatever it was, he's 400 some days in office in that amount of time. That averages out. I did the math. I don't have the numbers right in front of me. But I did the math. It does average out to just over six lies a day. Wow. And hey. you can see, you say, well, how can he possibly tell? Well, I'm counting, what, four or five just in this one tweet? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, you know, yeah. Me- meanwhile, it's speaking of lies in the form of uh, of tweets, I want to talk uh-huh. about, uh, once again, Bar- uh, Donald Trump resurrecting this accusation that Barack Obama did nothing to stop the Russian attack, which is also a hoax. See, this yeah. is, uh, you want to talk about, right. uh, go back to what right. I was saying about cognitive dissonance. Right. This is the cognitive dissonance right here. This is what all of the red hats have to reconcile in their, no, they don't. In their tiny <laughs> chiclet brains. No, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, they, they don't. I guess they don't think about that too deeply because no. if, if they'd actually thought about it, it would be weird to go around saying, okay, why didn't Barack Obama do anything to stop this attack, which actually didn't happen? No, that's like saying nobody broke this window, but it's Billy's fault. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how it works. Yeah, I, I think that's honest to God how the whole thing works. I, Damn I don't know. Billy. <sighs> stupid, stupid Billy. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to talk about I want to get back into that particular tweet here in just a second because as we all know barack obama did lots of things and i want to make sure that this doesn't fall down the memory hole and all the facts get lost in the finals of news this is too much i get it we will return to that uh, barack obama topic right after we talk about the new yorker i love this the new yorker magazine is our latest sponsor on the show really really appreciate this we have to talk about this magazine from the harvey weinstein scandal to breaking news and the russia scandal Nothing delivers quite like the New Yorker. And as we've seen, especially in the most recent months, we've seen some groundbreaking Pulitzer Prize winning uh, reporting, especially by Ronan Farrow alone. That's worth the price of the subscription. But there's so much more coming from the New Yorker right now. It's your sanctuary for satire, art, reviews, uh, cartoons, literature, and poetry. It's a worldwide look at politics, international affairs, pop culture, the arts, science, technology, business fiction and humor the new yorker is both insightful and entertaining and it's one of the sites that i go to nearly every day it's it's on my rounds to find out the latest in addition to ronan farrow new yorker also features the pulitzer prize winning work of uh, Catherine schultz and emily nussbaum and a, a subscription will bring you the new yorker right in your web browser like i have 
or through an app or straight to your ebook device or your mailbox or any combination of those. The subscription also gets you online access to every issue ever published since 1925. Right now and for a limited time, get The New Yorker any way you wish, 12 issues for just 12 bucks, and they throw in a free tote bag. But if you go to newyorker.com slash B-O-B-C right now, you'll get 12 issues and the tote bag, oh my God, for just $6. Isn't that amazing? $6. That's 50 cents an issue for a year. One of the news breakingest publications around, stay on top of the news with arguably the best magazine in America. Read something that means something. Read The New Yorker. And now for less at newyorker.com. Write this down. Remember this. newyorker.com slash B-O-B-C. Again, that's newyorker.com slash B-O-B-C. Subscribe right now. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, welcome back to our Tuesday show. Thank you for joining us. Buzz Burbank is sitting right over here. Thank you. Bob, Bob, Bob. What's going on? What, what, what? <laughs> do, you have, do you have a web browser in front of you? Can you check my Twitter, oh, my Twitter page? Okay, so yeah, because Kimberly Johnson just ran into the room and yes. has also some breaking news. What, what the hell is going on? Yes, what, uh, let Kimberly announce it. What, what was happening? ABC has, has canceled Roseanne. Oh, my God. Yes, ABC has canceled Roseanne after her racist rant on Twitter this morning. Holy uh, yes, yes, shit. yes. He's got, I will tell you the numbers have started to taper off, which makes the decision a little easier for ABC. But wow. uh, this sealed the deal. Wow! Uh, they knew what they were getting when they hired her, but uh, she has uh, she's cinched it now. Oh that my show god! Is gone. Jesus! Hey, you know uh, this is uh, interesting news. Yes. I, I don't necessarily want to say it's great. Certainly, it's great because Roseanne has, has received some comeuppance for her obvious racism because this isn't the first time she's written stuff like this right. on, on Twitter and elsewhere. You know, whenever something like this happens, Buzz, I, you know who I feel bad for? I feel bad for the crew. I feel yeah, bad well, for oh, the other cast uh, members. Yes, 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 and especially Sarah Gilbert. Yeah. Who, you know, a proud liberal who went out on a limb, and she too, Sarah Gilbert, knew what the risks were going into this, and hope against hope, she thought that maybe, you know, and, and certainly the cast, John Goodman, everybody wanted to see each other again, and yeah. they did, and that was great. Uh, but it's you're still dealing with Roseanne. Jesus. I've I've worked I've worked with people who are somewhat similar, and and you know everybody thinks oh this is going to be great, and then they prove to be the person you knew them to be all along, and right. that that's certainly been the case with Roseanne. Yeah, uh, and it's it's sad for them. I don't I think the viewers got along for 21 years just fine without it. Yeah, uh, and so they'll be fine. But yeah, you're absolutely right. The cast, the the, the camera people, the makeup people, the writers. Yeah, uh, a lot of people worked very hard on this and uh, went to some trouble to to make this happen. ABC had renewed this show for a second season already. Wow, for, uh, what would have been the twenty second season? I Jesus. guess. Jesus of of Roseanne, and uh, now they have decided not only to not have that next season next year, but to not finish the one this year. That show is gone. Wow. Wow. Okay, yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? All of these people, all of these people who work on that show, and a lot of them, I'm sure, because this happens whenever you get a show that's greenlit for a first season, and especially one that's greenlit for a second season on a wave of high ratings. You have a lot of people buying houses. You have a lot right. of people, uh, you know, uh, settling into the Los Angeles area. Well, hey, we're working on the Roseanne show, rating success. We've got a right. second season to pick up here. Why don't we uh, go and buy a house? Why don't we settle in? And of course, they're all they're all fucked. And the only person they have to blame is not ABC, not the no. Disney Corporation, but no. Roseanne Barr herself, who thinks that just because Donald Trump is getting away with all this shit without any accountability, where we get it it's a it's a blip in the news cycle and it disappears the next day you know she thinks she can get away with all of this because this is this is the time period and you know what this goes back to something that we've been discussing since right after the election in fact bill maher had a thing going on where he was saying we're still here we're still here you know what you just because donald trump was elected doesn't mean you get to act like a fucking racist asshole 
that that doesn't mean black lives matter goes away that doesn't mean activism goes away that doesn't mean that decency and decorum this doesn't mean society goes away and and our own institutions and all of the things that we cherish in this country a level of uh, stability and so on that does not disappear because donald trump is president and roseanne didn't get the memo about that and this is just what we were talking about earlier in the show about conspiracy theories. Uh, like Trump, Roseanne embraces these. She's got the. She's still circulating the George Soros conspiracy theories yep. that have been proven to be untrue. Uh, and and uh, was trying to associate Chelsea Clinton with them. She did apologize to Chelsea uh, just as she uh, apologized to the uh, black uh, Trump uh, black Obama administration official mm-hmm. uh, whom she called uh, some kind of primate yeah uh, in in uh, what uh, yeah she said, she a, said a phrase that racists enjoy using yeah she said Susan yeah. Rice is a man with mm-hmm. big swinging ape balls that was December 13th 2013 it was a right. long time ago and uh, yeah, yeah, and, and I think there was another one in addition to that. And and uh, but but even when Roseanne is called out for being factually incorrect, she will uh, apologize for being factually incorrect. She will apologize to the person, but she continues to embrace and promote these theories. I think she does need to leave Twitter. Uh, I think Twitter might want to consider uh, <laughs> removing her at this point. Yeah, uh, because she is in her own way as bad an influence on this country as is Donald Trump. And you know, on this show, we have always, and this especially goes back to when Chez was on the show, we we have always defended comedians who are deliberately making... Uh, I think, earnest attempts at jokes because that is their job. What Roseanne has done, however, while she's saying, you know, I apologize for my joke, Mm -hmm. and she makes Mm -hmm. sure to squeeze that word in there, just based on what we know, especially you and I, Buzz, and and those of us who have had one foot in the world of comedy for our entire careers, (laughs) we know what's a joke and what's not a joke, and we know what's a statement deliberately to antagonize, deliberately to, uh, I don't know, to tweak the news cycle to get their name to keep their name in the news and so on we know when they're bullshitting and this is a case where where roseanne blurted something out on twitter and then couched it in the form of a joke but it wasn't a joke it was a statement it was a remark there was nothing funny or satirical or entertaining about it this was a remark based solely on you know keeping roseanne's name in the news because that's what she, I mean, she's a provocateur. That's what she's always done. But, right. you know, like I've always said, people who deal with controversial topics shouldn't be shocked when suddenly they stir up controversy. Well, and when they resort to something that really isn't even a joke, it's a, a lowest common denominator racist remark yeah. that racists think is a joke or think is funny. Uh, but as a professional comedian, she should know that is not a joke. That is not how a joke is structured. Right. That is, it, you know, it just isn't. I mean, ABC, I've read, I believe, uh, ABC executives off the record told uh, the Washington Post when the show was brought back that they knew what they were getting into and that she yeah. might. Uh, they, they, well, they, she knew she. They knew she was already tweeting ridiculous stuff and hateful stuff. Yeah. And they said, "Well, you know, uh, it comes with the territory. She's a comedian, and uh, this is her brand of comedy. And we know we're going to get that. We know what we're getting into, but we think we're good. And then, and then to see after this uh, tweet uh, today, the one that she did today, and the, the reaction to it." Um, you know, to see ABC then cancel it so quickly yeah. uh, shows that, you know, public pressure certainly comes to bear. So in that sense, Bill Maher and you are right. Yeah. We are still here. We are still here. Right. And it was not a good, not a good day, not a good day to do this for Roseanne to, <laughs> to, no. for, for Roseanne and for Disney, for that matter, to be having to deal yeah. with something like this, because Disney, of course, is kind of licking its wounds today after the, uh, the new Star Wars movie disappointed oh. the box office. Yeah. I so, mean, I, I think that disappoints Star Wars fans more than it disappoints Disney. I mean, sure, they would have liked to have made more, but they have done so well releasing. They are the leading uh, Hollywood studio at this yeah. point, yeah. and uh, they have uh, led Hollywood itself to much higher profits this year. So those are tasty wounds to lick, I would say. That's that's true, although they are looking at the idea of maybe losing a lot of money on this uh, this new Solo uh, Star right. Wars movie, because yeah. yeah. they had to shoot it twice. They shot it once with the, uh, the original directors, and then they had to bring in Ron Howard to yeah. fix it. Uh, again and, and, I think was, and I also think there's a market saturation problem yeah. 
yeah. with Star Wars at this sure, point. But. Sure, But nevertheless, I mean, so they're in a bad mood, whether they end up making money or not. Right. The Disney people are in a bad mood. So I don't think the Disney people wanted to hear that Roseanne was saying racist things on Twitter. This is all I'm no, saying. No, no. They, 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 the Disney people don't want to hear it from the public, and they don't yeah. want any uh, backlash or, or uh, any any sort of a boycott of their organization. Yeah. So, I mean, in case you missed it, this is what Roseanne tweeted today, which is now, she said... Uh, she said, Muslim uh, Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby, and that is Valerie Jarrett, who uh-huh. is, uh, you know, the former uh, uh, Obama administration official, and <laughs> Jesus Christ, just a horrible, horrible thing to say. And then she, then she tweeted, I apologize, I am now leaving Twitter, you know. And, and, the, <laughs> and then a couple more tweets after that. Yeah, it comes back to see, you know, it's the whole internet goodbye, cruel world thing that you uh-huh. see so often in discussion forums and on Twitter, like, I'm leaving, I'm storming off, okay, here I go. Is anyone is anyone talking about me? <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that's exactly how that works. It's very sad. I, you yeah. know, because I, I I wanted her to succeed until I saw that she had uh, it not gotten better, but in fact had gotten worse. Yeah. And I, my my favorite tweet of the day in response to Roseanne goes to rude pundit, uh, my, one of my <laughs> oh, yeah. brother, one that's of my good. brothers on the Stephanie Miller show. He said here on Twitter, he said, "To be fair, Roseanne Barr looks like what you'd get if Alex Jones fucked a MAGA hat." So that <laughs> that's about right, I think. Thank you, Rude I Pundit. I suppose that's, that's fair. Now what we have to do is what the Republicans do, and that's repeat it over and over again so people will accept it as fact. Yeah, that's right. So we need to start this rumor based on what Rude Pundit has reported as fact mm-hmm. here today. Exactly. Roseanne Barr is actually what happened after Alex Jones fucked a MAGA hat, and out if popped... There, if only, if only there was some way to retweet something. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Okay, so uh, I guess Roseanne is done. What a shame. Uh, and... <laughs> Again. On, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, okay. So where do we go from here? All right. The Supre- so so I guess I guess the only place to go is the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court has rejected an appeal request about a trap law in Arkansas that banned the morning after pill and all these uh, medically induced or, uh, or prescription induced abortions in the yeah. state. And so yeah, now- to, to put this, you know, to make it simple, I guess, in a way to, to put it in the simplest form. Uh, somebody had brought a challenge to the Supreme Court uh, to that Arkansas abortion law, very tough. It ba- virtually bans uh, uh, chemical abortions altogether. Yeah. Somebody somebody challenged that, and the court said, we're not going to hear this case, which, in effect, upholds that law. So Arkansas, without the court actually making a ruling, other than that they're not going to hear the case, uh, Arkansas gets to keep this law that bans uh, chemical abortions that are only done in the early stages of pregnancy in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Well, and some of them aren't even that. I mean, some of the abortion pills, or some of the, that's the, the wrong term to use, actually, because some of them are strictly pills that prevent uh, fertilization from happening in the first place. Those are right, some of the morning the after morning pills. after, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if you remember, the Supreme Court on the Hobby Lobby case already started to consider those pills, the pills that block uh, fertilization, which mm-hmm. d- which does not create an abortion, because if you block the sperm from going into the egg, there There's is no, no conception. conception, right, to, yeah, to, right. to stop or to terminate. But the Supreme Court says, well, yeah, that's if you believe if people believe that's an abortion, therefore it is, which is one of the that makes one of the the Hobby Lobby decision one of the worst Supreme Court decisions in the history right, of Supreme keep, Court keep, decisions. Keep repeating a thing, it becomes accepted as fact. Yeah, and here we are again. Here we are again with this. But uh, of course, uh, there is an opportunity to uh, to still appeal uh, to a federal judge to block the sure. law. So Planned Parenthood is going to go in and, and work on that. So maybe there is still some hope in all of this because, uh, again, we are in factual gray area or it basically in, in factual nothingness. There is no fact to some of these decisions by the Supreme Court based on pills that don't do what they say that, that the pills do. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's clearly it's a conservative Supreme Court. So yeah. uh, when conservatives approach the court, in most cases, they're going to get what they came for. That being said, I don't think judges get into uh, too much into the mechanics of that. Uh, or at least uh, I don't think they tend to get in other than their other than the philosophical beliefs they bring to the table. I don't think they get involved in the politics so much as they do the law. I'd like to think that even this conservative leaning Supreme Court still turns to the law. And uh, you know, I haven't read the details of this yet, so I do not know. And, and there may not be details to read in that the court has decided not to even hear the case. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I don't know if an opinion is written as to why they decided not to hear a case. 
Uh, I, I have yet to read that. Well, there was no dissenting opinion on that. There was no none of the liberal justices mm. said, "All right, no, wait a minute." Okay, they no. Here's we disagree with this decision by the majority of the court. There was that nothing like that, that. Yeah, that tells me the decision was a matter of law and not of uh, ide- ideology. Yeah, um, exactly right. You know, you know, when when the Democrats on the when the liberals on the court. Uh, agree with the conservatives on a thing, uh, that lends credence because all of them, I think, Republican or Democrat on the Supreme Court and in uh, courts in general, uh, for the most part, uh, don't engage in politics uh, so yeah. much as they rule on the law. This is their whole lives. The law is what they've studied. The law is yeah. what they live by. Sure, there are exceptions. You read about bad apples. Uh, you read about insane decisions occasionally uh, from uh, red states or whatever, but for the most part, uh, it's rule of law, and if this was a, a unanimous decision not to hear the case, then uh, you know there must there must be a reason. This gives uh, challengers like Planned Parenthood uh, an opportunity to run at it again. Yeah, I hope they do. I hope they're successful. They will. Uh, we'll they're committed. What, they will. We'll yeah. see what happens. But uh, now I sound like Trump. We'll see what happens. That's Trump's uh, whole strategy on North he's got Korea. Us all, he's got us all saying that now. We'll yeah. see what happens. Jesus right. Christ. Well, speaking of Trump, I want to get back to this uh, this tweet that he wrote uh, over the weekend about President yes. Obama not yes. doing anything about the so-called Russian okay. meddling, which, again, is is just such... Uh, cognitive dissonance it's such a contradiction where basically uh, donald trump is blaming obama and he did this about a year ago too this was a whole thing right about you know early june of of 2017 as well and so he's back at it because no good talking point uh can actually die in trump's head it's got to be resurrected in some way and this is what he's done he said that uh barack obama somehow didn't do enough to stop the uh the russia meddling which of course didn't happen it was all a hoax which doesn't make any sense whatsoever the the window's broken it's yeah. billy's fault yeah right uh so you know of course i want to make sure that none of this stuff gets lost down the memory hole because i saw a couple of reputable liberals over the weekend saying well yeah obama didn't say anything before before the election because x y and z and i said no wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait 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 Right. He did say something before the election. There was a whole mm-hmm. press conference that occurred on October 7th, 2016, where Barack Obama, along with James Clapper and Jay Johnson, the Secretary of Homeland Security at the time, all stood up and said, look, here's what's going on with the Russians. The first time ever we had confirmation of uh, a story that we had all been following since July of 2016, and maybe even in some cases before then. But I know it first hit our radar here uh, around July of 2016, then Barack Obama confirms it in this press conference on October 7th with public remarks and then there was a report that was issued at the same time. So yes, Obama did say something before the election. What he he didn't say at the time and what he needed Mitch McConnell for was Mm -hmm. to say what we now know as confirmed truth, which is that Russia attacks specifically to help Donald Trump to win the election. And that has now been confirmed in the year and a half since that announcement was first made. That has now been confirmed by the Republican-controlled Senate Intelligence Committee that issued a report, what was it, two weeks ago, uh, co-authored by Richard Burr, a, a Senate Republican who has voted with the Trump agenda, and he said that, yeah, yeah, we confirm the intelligence community's assessment that Russia attacked our election in order to help Donald Trump. That's what Barack Obama didn't want to say before the election because he wanted it to be bipartisan. He wanted to stand up there with at least uh, Mitch McConnell, if not the entire gang of eight, and say, here's what we know. And they, they did know it at the time. But then, you know, the other half to all of this is, well, did Barack Obama not do Why didn't Barack Obama do anything to stop them? And I, and I do agree that maybe he could have done more but we don't know we don't know if he did more because some of that stuff might be uh classified as uh you know because of national security we know this and we know this and i remember i sorry if i bumped the microphone there we know this because i remember bringing it up when i was uh, first on your show yeah and and that is that obama ordered uh the beginning of a process that would enable the united states to cripple the uh, yeah. Russia. Okay, I keep wanting to say the Soviet Union yeah. that would cripple Russia's infrastructure and uh, communications and computer networks. Yeah, and so uh, that work was started, and so far as we know, it continues to this day. So we did do something. Look, I understand the liberal frustration with Obama. Uh, I understand why you feel that way. I think your feelings and mine initially 
were unfounded. Yeah, uh, because he did he did speak. Obama did speak about it. He did order the uh, process of finding ways to uh, attack or counterattack Russia. Uh, so he set that in motion. Uh, but we also know, and this is what you were uh, leaning on a moment ago, uh, Mitch McConnell, when presented with this, and the Republicans, when presented with this, said to Obama, and, and, and I've also heard the accusation Obama was a pussy for not, for not being more aggressive. <laughs> yeah. in this. No, it, it, here's what happened. McConnell, uh, it, wasn't that, uh, it wasn't that Obama was nervous about making this a political issue. It was that Mitch McConnell told him. Yeah. That he would make it a political issue mm-hmm. if if Obama raised a stink about the Russian interference to help Donald Trump. Yeah. And uh, that, that McConnell and the rest of the Republicans would call it out as sheer politics. They were ready to do that from the moment they learned this news from mm-hmm. the Obama administration. So uh, Obama had no choice. He did, by my estimation— Everything he could do. Yeah. Do I wish he had done more? Oh, Lordy, yes. yes. Of course, yeah. of course. So many of us do. And I understand we like to turn back time and make that go differently. <laughs> I don't think we can. Well, we know we can't turn back time. And I don't think that even if we could, that we could have done it any differently. I no. understand the heartbreak and the frustration and even the anger, but I'm afraid it it might be misdirected based on what we do know. And we also know because uh, uh, Barack Obama did make another statement in December of 2016 after the election in terms of all of the steps that he was taking that he could actually disclose without right. revealing right. any sources and methods and things that they had planned. So uh, what we have is, uh, for example, Barack Obama announced that he was going to implant digital digital bombs inside Russian infrastructure to be mm-hmm. detonated if the attack right. Worsened. He also booted those Russians out of those spy nest compounds in New York right. and Maryland. Good call. Uh, then he actually, and this gets this gets totally lost in the memory hole. He actually said the words that he will strike back, quote yes. unquote, at a time and place of our choosing. Right. The only thing he didn't disclose prior to the election, as I said, was that Russia attacked in order to help Trump. But that all that said, and and I'm not sure how much we knew at that point, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But so so Barack Obama did do things, and yeah, yes. like I said, I agree with you. He didn't he didn't do quite enough. But you can't say that this goddamn thing is a hoax. You can't say that uh, Barack Obama didn't do enough to prevent the thing that didn't happen. Um, but you can say. That Donald Trump hasn't done a single goddamn thing, and that's the thing. that's the gigantic elephant, orange elephant in the room, which is and that. I, and I, I refer you back to my outrage of last week yeah. when uh, Kirsten Nielsen <laughs> had said she was unaware of any uh, Russian attempt to assist Donald Trump in the 2016 election. Yep, yep, yep. So that uh, is... You know, that's where we are. I mean, again, going back, cognitive dissonance. It's all cognitive dissonance that, that I think causes a lot of the rage. Don't you have to it. have cognitive before you can have dissonance? That is a good point. Thank you very much. All right, on that note, let's take uh, one last break and okay. come back and wrap up the show right after these words. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Hey, uh, let me ask you a question. You... Gotten anything for your dad for Father's Day yet? Oh, balls. Yeah, I totally forgot, too. No, I mean I got him O-Balls soap. Bubble Genius makes soap that look like golf balls and smell like fresh-cut grass in metal buckets. Get out of town. He's crazy for the golf. Don't forget your dad this Father's Day. Bubble Genius has balls and more for the first man in your life. BubbleGenius.com This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yes, it is. Welcome back to our show today. all right, right now, happening on our Patreon page, all right? You Wait, wanna- I, I, I just want to say, I love it when you play songs from our 80s mixtape. <laughs> That's right. I've got my own awesome mixtape, number one. I've, I've stolen this from... 
from Rahad Jackson from Boogie Nights, right? As he's, uh, I, you know, I watched Boogie Nights over the weekend, so now I've got that movie oh. on the brain. So <laughs> I need to watch it again. That was a fun movie. Play my, uh, you know what? My all-time favorite movie, greatest movie ever made. Uh, but you know what? Here's here's what you want to do, though. Uh, go to uh-huh. our Patreon page, sign up for at least one dollar a month right now for a limited time up until Friday. I'm offering up all of our Dan Badandi bits, our bionic Dan Badandi's bionic Italian deli bit, and then Hilarious. the second uh, bionic Italian deli bit, and then Dan Badandi's bionic Italian airlines, because we discovered that Dan Badandi somehow has a pilot's license and actually flies a plane, <laughs> amazingly. And then we also have the uh, Dan Badandi uh, bionic Italian gynecologist commercial up there, <laughs> too. <laughs> Because Dan Bonani knows so much about female plumbing. So we've got all of those things available right now, but just for the next four days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then it disappears and you won't you won't get it until you actually hear it on the well, show. There's your incentive right now, and it's much funnier than Roseanne. Yeah, so absolutely. So <laughs> go to BobSeska.com, click the all caps Patreon link, and go sign up for at least one dollar a month over there, and you get all kinds of great stuff, plus some of these premiums that we offer up, including the Imperial Clown Car march and my reading of the steel dossier and so much more everything's happening all the exciting shit is happening over on our patreon page so get going get over there and uh, get started and, and join up over there <laughs> And the Patreon subscribers don't know this, but I look forward to what is the second commercial break in the show because that's the moment I need and the opportunity I have to get a second beverage. (laughs) There you go. That's why there are two of them. Your second beverage is always important. Uh, Okay, so on top of everything else, on top of Roseanne, on top of Trump, on top of the cognitive dissonance, on top of blaming Obama for something that never happened, uh, at least in their words, uh, we also lost 1,500 children which is uh, the most disturbing story I think I've seen come out of this particular period of time since Donald Trump defended Nazis at Charlottesville. I mean, there's a lot of disturbing stories that land in our laps, but this one, holy God, 1,500 children lost. They don't know where. These are immigrant children picked up Mm -hmm. by ICE and so on. And uh, and some of them were handed off into foster homes. Some of them were handed off into human traffickers. Somehow to 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 uh, to sort of paraphrase a joke from Bobcat Goldthwait. We didn't really lose the children. It's just that when we go to where we left them, they aren't there. They aren't there. Right. Uh, This is this is human outrage. This is human uh, waste that's occurring here. And uh, people are outraged. It will be interesting to see. Uh, do the Trumpers write this off as fake news? Uh, How do you write off a report of 1500 missing kids? Now, I, I think it's important that we clear up. There's just been some confusion about this. Yeah. These are not the same kids that are being snatched from their parents' arms at the border. That's a whole separate story. Right. These these are, in most cases, kids who were genuinely unaccompanied when they arrived at the border. And some of them are uh, gang members or would-be gang members, but I think a very small percentage of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, they're put into this system, uh, the same system, really, that these other kids are being put into. It's just that we don't have any reports of the you're hearing two stories at once now, and it tends to get confusing. This is kind of what we were talking about at the top of the show. Yeah. There's one story that says these babies, in some cases as young as, what was it, 53 weeks, are being snatched from the arms of their mothers and their families yep. on arrival at the border, mm. even from people who walked up to the official U.S. port of entry and volunteered uh, to turn themselves in, uh, hoping to be granted political asylum uh, from the violence they were uh, fleeing from in their own home countries. And uh, these people are immediately being arrested, sometimes just for a matter of a few days, but it doesn't matter because the kids take it from them the moment they show up to the border and shipped off to someplace like Chicago. Uh, which is a long way from the border for for folks who've just walked across the border. Yeah, uh, and uh, so uh, you know th- th- that's one story. And then there's the story about losing 1,500 kids who are not these same kids. So it's important that people know that that's because true. when the stories first broke, there was some confusion. There was some conflation of the stories 
then they sort of became one, and that's not right. So uh, know this yourself and tell people who are off the mark here that this is, in fact, the situation. And, of course, the president is saying that this is all part of some sort of law that the Democrats passed. Of course, that is completely devoid of factual content. There's nothing there that relates to the truth. Well, there is even no more ludicrous. Yeah, even more ludicrous. He's saying it's up to the Democrats to fix this law. Yeah. Well, the Democrats don't have a, minor- a majority. Uh, right dickhead yeah uh they just they don't uh you know so it's it's really uh for now at least for let me check my watch yes for another few months yep it's up to the republicans to handle this sort of thing yeah and but the republicans aren't going to handle it and i'll tell you exactly no. why because the red hats love this shit mm-hmm, they love mm-hmm. this but you know why they love this they it's they cruel. they well it's it's cruel that's the first thing and the other thing is that it's making all the rest of us go why oh why that's right. and they love i mean it's all about i think there was a piece uh, written today i want to say it was in the washington post about stephen miller and all of these young alt-right people who their only goal is to is to see to, is to melt the snowflakes is what they say they right. want to see the liberal tears and they want to see the liberal outrage they get off on that that's the entire driving force behind this movement other than racism and fealty you to know, trump You know, in the early days, we were swimming in the early days of Trump's election. In the first uh, two or three months, we were swimming in our liberal tears. Yep. We were. And we were in shock and we were somewhat paralyzed. We were certainly ourselves confused as to what might happen next. We've since gotten a pretty clear picture that it was exactly what we were afraid would happen. Mm. Uh, But yeah, uh, that we were on our heels there for a bit uh, and, and off our game. Well, you know what? Uh, they still piss us off. We're yeah. still here. They they we, they still piss us off when they do those things. But we we are no longer in shock, and we are no longer in tears. Right. We we are angry yeah. in our in our own logical way with. A cognition that is not dissonance. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, and and uh, so uh, while they may think that they're melting snowflakes now, what they're doing is motivating our voter base to make things right. And and, and it really doesn't ultimately matter whether they're actually uh, uh, gleeful about this story about these fifteen hundred. Actually, it's fourteen hundred seventy-five missing children. It, they don't have to be actually gleeful because I believe that Donald Trump thinks that they are. I think Donald Trump will not do anything because he believes, whether based on polling or not, he believes that this works with his base. That is how Donald Trump operates. Donald Trump operates because, uh, based on this one factor. Do I, I mean, do I yeah. say this, and if I do, will the base love me for it? Yeah, and it's, but it's not just that. There is a real hatefulness here. Uh, it is Trump's intention. Well, you remember, uh, Trump told Kirsten Nielsen, the head of Homeland Security, told her the border is closed. We are closed. Yeah. The idea is to stop all immigration. It's what Trump ran on. It's a promise he intends to deliver, and if he has to berate Kristen Nielsen in a cabinet meeting in front of cabinet other cabinet members for 30 minutes, he will do so yep. to make it clear that they his orders will be carried out to close that border. Here are two supportive quotes for what they're up to. Okay. Trump Chief of Staff John Kelly says it's a good deterrent to immigration, this taking of children from their parents to the border. He says that's a good deterrent. And he says the kids will be taken care of, put into foster care, or Or whatever. whatever. Right. And then you have Jeff Sessions, uh, who's more than once said, if you don't want your child separated, then don't bring them across the border illegally. Yeah. Uh, They are using this to close the border. And that is what pleases the base. The question, again, I'll repeat, is will the base be as accepting of this idea when they see uh, crying children when they read about crying children five and six years old being uh, pulled screaming away from their parents uh the parent i started to say this a moment ago the parent being incarcerated for uh, one or two or three days and then released that's how the system works mm. but by that time they have no idea where their kid is the yeah. kid might be in chicago or at any of the other detention centers or foster homes, or a combination thereof, uh, that these kids are being sent to. Uh, Kelly says it's a good deterrent. Uh, Session says if you don't want your child separated, don't bring them here. 
uh, Trump says the border is closed. This is the policy, and uh, it is that policy. Not necessarily the cruelty to individual children, but the policy of closing the border that is for pleasing Trump's base. Yeah, and of course it's all based on uh, a, a racist intent, which is that sure. wh- I, I assure you there are no white children in any of these detention centers or being warehoused on military bases or what have you. Because, I mean, what we know about immigration is that a lot of the immigration problem has to do with people overextending their visas, staying here Mm -hmm. beyond when they're legally allowed to visit. And and you know what? The the most porous border in the United States is our airports. People flying in, visiting, and then just sticking around for a long, long time. It doesn't have to do with what's going on on the southern border. But Trump wants you to think that because... Of course, the base thinks that, too. He's just reflecting what the base and its racism believes about what the immigration problem really is. And they're completely wrong about the majority of what the immigration problem, where where that actually stems from. Pay no attention to that airliner flying north from from uh, (laughs) south of the border. Yeah. Uh, Look at this beautiful wall I built for you. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Jesus God. Right, by oh, the look way, at the airplane flying over the wall. Look at the wall. Uh, it's being racism. I got this statement here from ABC News. ABC oh, Entertainment. Good, good, ch- good, good. Statement by Channing Dungy, uh, president of ABC Entertainment, issued on May 29, 2018. Roseanne's tw- Twitter statement is abhorrent, repugnant, and inconsistent with our values, and we have decided to cancel her show. Mm. Period. That is the that is the full statement. That's what exactly they have said. That's all they need to say. Nothing else. Yeah. Hard and fast, right there, <laughs> out the door. That's that's the shortest comeback in history. Gone. A show was on for what? I don't. It was on for twenty years. Yeah. It goes away for twenty years. And it's gone in what twenty weeks Jesus. or less? Yeah. Less than twenty weeks. Yeah. I mean, this days. is a. <laughs> Unbelievable. We can expect maybe the uh, reunion show to happen in another 20 years. Bob, I got to go. I see Starbucks is opening again. <laughs> All right. All right. We got a big postmortem show coming up. Uh, we were on, we were discussed on the Stephanie Miller show again this morning, and I, I need oh. to I need to clarify something about refrigerators and refrigerator sex. So that'll be coming up on the postmortem. <laughs> okay. show I look morning. forward to that. <laughs> I love the Stephanie Miller show. Um, also, we're going to talk about. Uh, let's see what. Oh my God! I, I totally forgot. We're going to talk about Steve Stockman. I've been following this guy, former Congressman Steve Stockman from Texas. Right. I've been following this guy for years now, and he finally got his comeuppance, and I am so happy about this. Please listen to the postmortem show and indulge me in my Schadenfreude. Over I know all I'll be the, listening. All the terrible, <laughs> you know, I hope so. All the terrible things that have happened to Steve Stockman since uh, I was really covering him on a regular basis. So that's uh, that's all coming up. Go to our uh, Patreon page through bobseska.com. Just click the all caps Patreon link just beneath the logo, and it takes you to where all the action is. Uh, you get the postmortem show if you uh, subscribe for five dollars a month. You get the uh, after party and the postmortem show if you sign up at ten dollars a month. And $15 a month will get you the post-mortem shows, the after party, uh, and, of course, a commercial-free version of this show, the free show, uh, as well as a lot of other premiums like our Dan Badani bits, which are posted up there right now, the uh, Steel Dossier reading, and so much more. Go and do that right now. Also, make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link at bobseska.com, and thank you for doing that. Okay, see what else here. Oh, yeah, Buzz Burbank is still here. Yeah. <laughs> His show can be found at buzzburbank.com, also at realmnetwork.com. Also, you can find the Mark and Lowell show at realmnetwork.com, plus an entire array of amazing podcasts. Jody Hamilton can be found at from-the-bunker.com. Jackie Schechner's at investigaterussia.org. Stephanie Miller's at stephaniemiller.com. Make sure to listen to the Happy Hour podcast. It's now free on iTunes. Kimberly Johnson's at patreon.com slash startmeup. David Ferguson at facebook.com slash band. And Jen Kirkman's tour dates can be found at jenkirkman.com. And you can hear this show at Little Green Footballs thanks to our friend Charles Johnson. All right, post-mortem show is coming up next. We'll see you over there. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.